Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All About Health podcast. My name is Georgia Overbeck, and I'm your host. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode today, whether you're here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. I appreciate anybody who's listening today, and I hope that you learn something from this episode or just find it enjoyable and insightful and entertaining. So we're going to be chatting today about foods that I try and eat daily slash weekly, and then also why and how. I think when you're starting off with a healthy lifestyle, like you're trying to eat healthier, exercise more, whatever it may be, it often can be seen online like these superfoods that you think that you need to eat that are going to change your life forever. And we're going to get into it in the episode, but I think that just eating healthier consistently, like over time is going to make the most changes. It's not like if you have one of these superfoods one time and then never again, you are healthy for the rest of your life. It's about all of the meals and foods added up over time that are really going to make the most change. And so we're gonna be talking about that today, about what foods I, aim to have every single day, every single week, and then also again, how and why. And so before we get into that though, we have our quote of the podcast, which of course comes from Pinterest. This is our first segment for this podcast episode. And it again comes from Pinterest. And the quote says, reading 20 pages per day is 30 books per year. Saving $10 per day is $3,650 per year. Running one kilometer per day is 365 kilometers per year. Small habits are underestimated. So a few notes that I made on that quote and a reason why I wanted to bring it up today. So the first one is the person that you are today is made up of many small habits that you formed over time. From the day that we're born, we take on small habits and evolve into something bigger and more meaningful as we age. If you want to feel good and be in control, you should get rid of bad habits and choose good ones that fit your needs. I think it's more saying how valuable smaller habits can be, especially when consistent over time. And research shows that small changes in your daily routine, like taking the stairs instead of the elevator, reading one chapter a day, or drinking less coffee after work, can have a positive long-term impact on your health. An important aspect of habit formation is that the benefits are immediate and permanent. The change you make becomes your new habit, and the mental challenge that comes with it will disappear over time. A habit is just a routine, but routines are complex. They require a certain amount of effort to stay on autopilot, but they're also so simple that we don't even think about them. A small change can be a tiny habit, and it can be as simple as taking a quick look at your bank account before you leave in the morning so you know what your budget is for the day. But it also can be something that requires more effort, like changing how you organize your filing system or spending less time on social media. The truth is that the most incredible things happen when regular changes are made to a routine. A simple change here and there can lead to something big. Small changes don't happen overnight. You can't expect to master something in a single day. It takes time and practice before something becomes second nature to you. But that doesn't mean you can't try to make small changes over time. If you stick with it long enough, you can get amazing results. A good way to break down the steps that need to be changed is to look at the smallest aspect of your life that you want to change. So those were my notes for that quote. And 
now just speaking off the top of my head, when I saw this quote on Pinterest, I was looking at the comments because I wanted to see what other people were thinking. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, actually it depends on how thick your book is, like how many pages are in your book. And they were like, I'm pretty sure I'm no mathematician, but this doesn't equal to this or whatever. And that's why it's not about the quote. It's not exactly about reading 20 pages a day or saving $10 per day or running one kilometer per day. It's any small change that is applicable to you. And again, it doesn't have to be saving money or reading or running. Again, it could be anything that will affect your life. So I hope that you got something from that quote and hopefully inspired you a little bit for the rest of the day or the rest of the week or the rest of the month or the rest of the year, whatever it may be. I know that I will bring that thought with me for a while now. I'll keep that in my head about small changes. So now that we've done the quote of the podcast, let's talk about foods that I eat daily and weekly and then why and how. So obviously I eat vegan and plant-based. If you follow my content, then you'll know that. And something, especially when I was newer to eating plant-based, I would wonder and ask myself like how much of everything that I need to eat to get all of the necessary nutrients and things like that. And I did a lot of research to make sure that I would be able to get the right, eat the right foods to get all my nutrients. And this kind of goes off of last, uh, the last podcast episode that I did about supplements, about how sometimes it can be challenging to get enough vitamins and minerals and nutrients and all those things just through diet. And of course, I do take supplements to supplement what I eat, but here are some things that I try and have every single day, every single week to do as much as I can to get all of those vitamins and minerals and things and to just have a balanced diet overall. And there's a lot of information out there that says that we should make sure we get the right amount of protein. Don't forget to eat avocado for healthy fat. Don't forget to drink fortified milk for calcium. But I'm just going to say what I aim for every single day. It's simple. It's really not that complicated and it doesn't have to be. Uh, So let's just get into it. So the first thing is vegetables. I think that this is pretty basic. I think everybody should be eating vegetables every day. Like that just makes sense. That's just smart. Uh, So I usually aim for five servings of vegetables a day. That is minimum. Usually I'll have more than that, but that's the minimum. Um, And we've always heard how important it is to eat vegetables uh, pretty much from when we were kids. Like I remember my mom always telling me like you have to eat your boiled carrots and the broccoli and cucumber and things like that. And when I was younger, I didn't love it. But over time, I, of course grew a palate for it and now I love vegetables. I eat them every single day, obviously, since in this podcast. So if I'm aiming for five servings of vegetables per day, uh, this is a good guideline for anybody really, uh, if you wanna set a goal for how many vegetables. So five servings, one serving of vegetables could be half a cup of cooked vegetables, so like mushrooms or green beans or broccoli. One. Uh, or another serving is one cup of raw leafy vegetables. So that'd be like spinach, kale, romaine, or half a cup of fresh vegetable juice. So those are all like a serving of vegetables. And now that we know what the serving size is, 
let's break it down to see how you can actually include that into your daily meals. So I try and mix it up with raw and cooked vegetables just because there's different benefits for both. So for lunch, for example, you could have a side salad with some leafy greens and shredded carrots and radish and tomatoes and cucumbers. Um, and you could have like a wrap or something with some extra vegetables in there. You could make a stir fry with some vegetables. Like those are all some good lunch ideas. Uh, for dinner, you could have another side salad with leafy greens and fresh vegetables and maybe half a cup of cooked vegetables as a side dish. Um, it could be grilled bok choy or green beans or asparagus or broccoli. Um, and if you're not in the mood to cook for dinner, you could also just make a big salad for dinner and have that as a fresh salad. And of course, don't shy away from having vegetables for breakfast either. Uh, sometimes I will make like a veggie hash in the morning. So it'll be like potato and mushroom and tomatoes and whatever you like in a vegetable hash. You could do an omelet with tomato and mushrooms. If I'm gonna have an omelet, I'll usually make like one with just egg or chickpea flour, or I'll make a tofu scramble and you can add some vegetables into that. Now, something that I do want to mention is to remember that as humans, we are creatures of habit. We usually have the same foods that we like to eat all the time. We know we like them. We know how to prepare them. But it's important to mix it up every once in a while. And my best advice for mixing things up is to do it while you're at the grocery store. If you don't know exactly which salads you'll be making during the week, for example, you could spend a few extra minutes in the produce section and look at all of the fresh ingredients. There are so many different fruits and vegetables in the produce section. And I feel like it could be so easy just to get the same ones every week, your staples but sometimes it's fun to switch it up. Um, you could try watercress or radish or oyster mushrooms. There's so many cool things, different melons, uh, different avocados, eggplant, like there's so many. Um, so be adventurous and grab something new. And you don't always need a recipe for everything. You could always just eat it fresh or grill it or roast it with some salt and pepper or whatever your favorite seasonings are. And the key to ensure that you're eating enough fruits and vegetables during the day is to track it. And you don't have to track this in an app. You could just mentally track it. You could write it down in a notebook. You could write it on the notes app on your phone and just make sure that you are getting that five servings a day, especially if you're a beginner to increasing your vegetable intake. And then after a while, it'll just become second, ha uh, second nature and you'll be used to eating more vegetables during the day. But if you're a beginner, I would recommend just to keep track of how many vegetables you are eating. And also you don't have to track everything that you eat. You can just write down the main ingredients you ate or cooked with during the day. And over the course of the week, you're going to notice patterns and you will see if you favor one vegetable at a certain time of day. And then if you want to, you can switch it up. Okay. The next 
food or food group that I try to eat every single day and weekly are fruits. And I guess I aim for four servings a day, but again, usually I'll eat more. I think four servings is a good goal to start off with, again, if you're new to eating a healthier diet. So fruits are another key food group that everyone should be having every day. Always choose fresh whole, uh, whole fruits to get the maximum amount of nutrients and vitamins and aim to eat fruits of different colors during the day and the week. Eat the rainbow, as I always say, is very applicable here with fruits and vegetables too. So what does one serving of fruit look like? It could be one medium fruit, so like an apple, a banana, or an orange. It could be half a cup of chopped fruit, like watermelon or pineapple or cantaloupe. And fruits are the powerhouse of vitamins and antioxidants. If you do your research on this, if you go to Google and search in like antioxidant rich foods, fruit are going to be like the top ones up there. I know berries are amazing, full of antioxidants, which help to reduce disease and things like that. They contain all kinds of crucial vitamins, such as vitamin A, which can be found in cantaloupe, apricot, and mango, vitamin K, which can be found in grapes and kiwi, vitamin C, which can be found in blackberries, kiwi, and citrus, and vitamin B, which can be found in bananas. Fruit is also a great source of fiber, and fiber is one of the most important things to make sure that you have good digestion and it is also key to preventing constipation and it also positively contributes to gut health and state like weight management and in recent years some people may say that fruits contain too many carbs and that they aren't good for us and i think if you're a very specific person like obviously i'm not a doctor here but i think if you are a diabetic, then yes, you need to watch your carbs and you need to watch your sugars. Um, but fruits are essential to living a long and healthy life. And carbohydrates in whole plants are unrefined and mostly complex carbs, which means that they are better for us than refined simple carbs. And they're not the same as refined carbs that are present in processed foods, such as like white flour or white and brown sugar. And don't forget that carbohydrates provide us with energy to get th th to get through the day. Um, so here's an example of how fruit carbohydrates are different from more processed carbohydrates. Say, for example, you have an option for a snack. You could either have a bowl of Skittles or you could have a bowl of watermelon. Which one is going to make you feel more energized? Which one is going to make you feel more awake, more hydrated? Um, for me, and I'm just saying for me, the watermelon is going to make me feel 10 times better than eating the Skittles. Like energy-wise, just body-wise, I'm going to feel so much better eating the watermelon. That doesn't mean that you can never eat Skittles, but for my example here, we're going to be saying the watermelon. So now that you know why fruit is so good, to increase your intake of fruit during the day, you can add fruit to your breakfast. You could add one banana and some blueberries to 
uh, oatmeal, or you could add it to smoothies. Uh, smoothies are amazing because you can add fruit. You can even add some vegetables in there if you want. You can add some protein powder. Uh, you can add whatever you like and make it a super nutrient-dense packed smoothie. And of course, you can always increase your fruit consumption by bringing it as a snack to school or to work. You could bring some grapes or strawberries or clementines to enjoy in between your meals. Next up, and I would say I enjoy these more weekly, maybe like three to four times a week, are legumes. So legumes are a dry fruit contained with a pod. So it's kind of like a pea or something like that. Um, popular legumes are beans, peas, lentils, and they are a daily staple in many cultures. Uh, legumes are high in protein, and I like to incorporate them again three or four times a week. They are also high in two amino acids, lysine and tryptophan. So protein is made up of chains of amino acids. And there are two types of amino acids, essential and non-essential. The essential ones are not produced in our body and we need to get them through food. The non-essential ones, they can be produced in our body without the need of eating them. Lysine is one of these essential amino acids, and you can find lysine in plant-based proteins like pistachios, pumpkin seeds, edamame, quinoa, and other legumes. And tryptophan is also an essential amino acid that plays a role in maintaining healthy body tissue. And Foods such as soy and pumpkin seeds are particularly high in tryptophan. So soy is like soybeans, tofu, tempeh, edamame, that type of thing. And of course, it is recommended to soak or sprout your beans before cooking them just to aid in the digestion process. So here is an example of what a serving of legumes looks like. It could be half a cup of cooked beans, peas, lentils, tofu, or tempeh. So you could have half a cup of beans at lunchtime or half a cup of tofu, or you could have some roast chickpeas. And you can incorporate beans into your salads or cook them into a meal such as falafels, burger, or stews. Those are the foods that I focus on eating every single week slash every single day. And of course, the thing to remember is to focus on the big picture, as I was talking about at the opening of this episode. Good nutrition is a product of smart food choices made most of the time. You don't have to be perfect with it. You certainly have room for slips and indulgences along the way. And what matters most is whether most of your food choices involve those nutrient-dense foods. There's more to healthy eating than meeting nutrient needs. Uh, of course, food choices impact your risk of developing heart disease, diabetes, and even cancer. And eating the foods that I have mentioned in this episode are rich in protective factors that can help to lower the risk of those things that I just listed. So with just a little attention to food choices, you can take steps toward optimizing lifelong health. And with that, I'm going to end off this episode here. I hope that you enjoyed it and maybe you learned something, maybe you got a little bit inspired for the next meal that you're going to eat. And always remember that you can make changes to your 
next meal. Like you don't have to wait until Monday. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. You don't have to wait until next month or the new year. You can make changes on your next meal. And it again, going back to our quote at the beginning of the episode, it can just be something small, adding in one serving of vegetables or a serving of fruit or a serving of legumes or whatever it is. And it's going to make a big impact in the long run as long as you do it consistently. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Please make sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube and make sure to subscribe and rate if you haven't already, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you again for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode and have a fabulous day.